Hi, and welcome to Ask a Spiritual Therapist with Shana Olmstead. Let's connect. Hi, this is Jennifer Hamblin. She has been my best friend for over 30 years, and we, full disclosure, have not been able to start stop laughing for about 10 minutes just trying to do our introduction here. And that's one of the best things about our friendship is that we don't have to be talking about anything or doing anything and we will just crack each other up and it's amazing. And so that's why one of the reasons why I thought she'd be so fun to have on my podcast. And other reasons are she's super wise and she's probably the most compassionate person I've ever met. And she has really great advice and she does really cool things in her life as well. She's a certified holistic life coach and she's also got a really cool job helping equity happen in the corporate world. So I will let her introduce herself a little bit. I am so excited to be here. I'm glad we finally pulled it together so that we could get the cord. <laughs> we'll see how long that lasts. I also do not go by Jennifer unless it is my grandma or Shana. <laughs> Uh, I go by Jen with uh-huh. one N. Um, there are a lot of us out there. We have to really sort of discern what version of Jennifer we are. Uh, and besides Shane and my grandma, I am Jen with one N. And yes, I went through. That's Sometimes. Rachel. Rachel calls me Jenny. <laughs> and you do too, I guess. Yes, just to be fun. Yeah. 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 So there are a few people with some outlier names, but for, for the 99.9% of the world, I am Jen with one N. And how many ends? I... <laughs> what? How many ends are in your name, Jen? Just one. Just okay. One. All right. Not two. No. Okay. All right. There were seven of us in my first grade class, like wow. seven Jennifers. Mm-hmm. So there was Jen with one NH, Jen with one ND. There were a lot of us. Yeah. Um, yeah. And a couple of years ago, I went through Alan Cohen's. Um, holistic life coaching program. It was so amazing. And I even learned about it because of you. And I did have a practice for a while doing that and working with clients and I love it. And it's on pause right now because of the pandemic, because of having a kid, because of getting a corporate job that takes up all of the time that is not being taken up by the kid and the pandemic. But I do still practice what I learned in that capacity um, all the time with my kid navigating this pandemic for myself and for the people that I love and at work I have a different title Um, it's not life coach but a lot of what I actually get my paycheck from is life coaching and helping other people be heard hearing what they have said to themselves recognizing for themselves that they have the answers Uh, And then when they kind of don't, I fill in the gaps with the other part of my uh, subject matter expertise that sort of moves outside of life coaching. And one of my very favorite titles is being your best friend. So sweet. Me too. And we're so cute. Are we just so cute together? We're really, we're We're adorable besties. (laughs) We are. Yeah. So what we're doing today is we're going to answer some questions. We had some lovely people write in. And like I said, Jen is super wise. She knows a lot about a lot of stuff. And she's also very, very spiritually connected. And that's been a really cool part of our friendship as well, where neither one of us, you know, maybe 25 years ago or even 20 years ago, probably wouldn't have called ourselves a spiritual person at all. And so it's been amazing 
how we've both gone through our own spiritual awakenings, kind of overlapping in different ways and different times, but it's really deepened our friendship. And I'm just so immensely grateful for the way that we've been able to, to go through those things together. What do you, what do you, what would you say about that, Jen? Do you have any? Yeah. I think yeah. that our whole, our, our timeline together as friends has like the, there's something very magical about just how we have progressed with enough synchronicity in all of the right ways, being such different people, um, but having not just that we love each other as the thread that has kept us close and just like other very profound life moments that have a lot of similarity to them, that have sort of rocked our worlds and and had us sort of dig deeper. <clears throat> Thank God. They never happened exactly at the same time. So pretty when close I fell apart, sometimes. Pretty, pretty close, but <laughs> we've gotten real, we've had some sandwich moments where I'm like, Shayna's life just blew up. Yes. I got you, girl. And then like right. a suit, like maybe a little too close for comfort. Mm-hmm. My mm-hmm. life would blow up and you're yeah. like, digging my way out, but I got yeah. you, girl. Uh, <laughs> and then yeah, actually there are a couple of moments where we're like, oh no, we're <laughs> It's at the same time, but it's like the spiritual part has helped. Like we're talking about, I think we're both talking about the same where my mom passed away in August one year. And then my dad was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. And as we were taking a drive and we had just heard his diagnosis, my best friend Jen calls me and tells me that her brother has died. And so this is when it was a little bit too close for comfort because neither of us had really had that close of death like that. So it was super overwhelming, super overwhelming. But also we both we both knew that, you know, energy never dies. Dead people are still around and all of those things, but still we're human beings and we have grief and we have feelings. And so having us both go through that at the same time was hard, but we've managed it and we both were able to be there for each other. Anyway, it was a beautiful thing and it really deepened our friendship, I think, and deepened our spiritual connection, being able to talk about our dead people, you know, Mm -hmm. because people that have gone through grief just understand it in a different way than people that haven't. So, so anyway, I'm really sorry that your brother's not with us anymore, but he still is. is. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But he is. Yeah. And we talk about him all the time and he sends you music all the time and we talk about my parents all the time. And so anyway, so again, just so grateful for your friendship and the way that we've been able to bring in spirituality to it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to start with a question from someone that calls herself tongue-tied Tina. And this is a question that I hear a lot in sessions um, from people that have a hard time speaking their truth. And, you know, it's something that I work on all the time as well, because I think probably if you're listening to this, you're a really super nice, empathetic person that doesn't ever want to hurt anybody's feelings. And you also really like to help people. So you might find yourself being the listener in a lot of your relationships and not wanting to be vulnerable or not wanting to burden people with your feelings or your problems. Um, So anyway, so I think Tina speaks for a lot of people here. So her question is, I find myself being the listener most of the time in my friendships. I love them and want to be supportive, but sometimes find myself needing support as well. How do I create more balance in my friendships? Love, tongue-tied Tina. Do you have any advice for Tina, Jen? Um, 
I mean, I guess my first question for Tina is, does she feel comfortable and has she talked to her friends about that very sort of general piece? I mean, has she just asked her friends or even just made the observation to her friends directly? That what? That they don't listen to her or that she, but she Yeah, like, that she, yeah. it sounds to me like she finds herself often maybe in like a one-way conversation. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and so does she, I would just be interested to know like how she, has she just presented that observation to her friends? So your advice would be if she hasn't done that to do that, maybe? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, if she, yeah. And then if she doesn't feel comfortable doing that, that's, that's something to look into as well. Mm-hmm. And is it the friendship? Is it her not feeling that her, that, that, that receiving that reciprocation is what she deserves? Like what I would be curious around what's going on there. Mm-hmm. Well, I agree. Yeah. Cause you can't know what it is until you try to have that conversation. Right. And then what would be some ways, how could she tell if she had that conversation, which way it's going to go? You know what I mean? Like, how could she tell if she's going to be able to feel safe to do that? <clears throat> in I think the future? in the, yeah, I think in, in the response with her friends, if she, if it's somebody that loves her and she says mm-hmm. to them, um, I've got things going on in my life too. And I'd want to make, I'd really love if we could carve out some space in this conversation or just in general, um, because I, I respect you so much. I love you so much. And I, you know, I want, I want you to know my inner life as well and, and get that support from you. Mm -hmm. And, and what is the response from that? And I would assume that if those people really love her and care about her, they're going to receive that with a lot of, Oh my gosh, thank you for bringing that up. Of course I want to do that. And then, you know, if they're the kind of person that does seem to be one directional and it's not just with you, there might need to be reminders of like, hey, I, I'm going to have to go in 20 minutes. I want to make sure to update you or tell you about this thing, like just yeah. carving space for yourself right? and hopefully catching from them the um, the change in, in behavior from them and that ideally they start prompting enough about me, what's going on with you. Right. Excuse me. I agree with that. (laughs) I think that's really good advice. Yeah. Cause you have to ask for what you want or you're never going to get it. Um, and also, yeah, you can tell from their responses and I agree with the reminding thing because behavior doesn't change overnight. Right. And so, and having, assuming positive intent from them unless and until they continuously don't show up in the way that you requested. Right. You know, just assuming they forgot <laughs> and gently reminding them, but if they keep forgetting or it just continues to be apparent that it's just not the way they operate in the world, that's okay too. You know, and in that case, it's maybe create a little bit more distance in that relationship. If you're not getting your needs met, you got to be able to get your needs met. And I think a lot of times in past sublimate our needs because we don't think they're as important as other people. Um, and so you probably don't know maybe in these friendships what it's going to look like if you start standing up for yourself. But but I think a lot of people are really nice, too. And I think giving them the benefit of the doubt and trying to stand up for yourself and trying to get your support that you need. Because, yeah, it's really hard and scary to be vulnerable sometimes and in past like to listen more than put our feelings out there sometimes. So 
I think I'm saying sometimes a lot. Also, I'm just noticing that. <laughs> well, we can just edit that out. That's right. Yes. Um, yeah. So I think that's our advice, tongue tied Tina. It's doing a little self-reflection because it's you can't really answer this question one way. We don't know who your friends are. Maybe they're horrible, terrible people and you just haven't figured <laughs> that out yet. You know, you will, <laughs> you will figure that out by being vulnerable with them and saying, I have needs from you as my friend in this way. Right. And if they really can't reciprocate, that's, that's like <laughs> great information to have. And then you have really clear choices to make. Like, do I just want to be on the line with this person once a week <laughs> or however frequently I talk and just listen? Like, is yeah. that, is that filling my cup? Because maybe it's not like a friendship has to be reciprocal to be a good one. It's up to <clears throat> us to decide yeah. what's valuable in our life. And I mean, I watch the real housewives because they just dump all their crap at me and I love it. I've never yes. talked to Kyle. It's the best. I don't need to. It's a yes. one way thing. Hit me with all your drama. Love mm-hmm. it. Some mm-hmm. people are t- like, that could be a really fulfilling relationship for you. Mm-hmm. And maybe you're carving out spaces to have more reciprocation in other friendships of yours. It's not like you, if they can't reciprocate, you have to ditch them. It's but I think reflecting on, <laughs> is this filling my cup? Is this serving me? Is this valuable? Is this meaningful? Mm-hmm. Am I getting what I want out of this dynamic with this person? Right. Yeah. And you'll, but you won't know until you sort of put, get clear on what it is that you need mm-hmm. and want from them yeah. and then tell them. Right. Yeah. Which is hard sometimes, but Yeah but you can do it. And if you don't do it, you're not going to be happy because it usually leads to a little bit or a lot of resentment and frustration and annoyance, you know, where I'm doing all the things all the time and they're not giving back, but really that's kind of on you if you're not speaking up. So, so Miss Tongue Tied Tina, we love you very much. And we know that you're going to work this whole friendship thing out. It's no big deal. And how, you know, how do you bring in spirituality to that, I think, is that everybody's a spiritual teacher for us, right? And so these friendships, they're helping you step more into your power. They're helping you speak up a little bit more. And if you could look at your friendships as spiritual teachers for you, not just things that are hard or things that you have to run away from, everything's a teacher. And so these lovely friends that you don't think are listening to you are helping helping you learn how to speak up. So you can have some gratitude for them. All right. So moving on, we have one more question. So this one is about money. Okay. So it says, dear spiritual therapist, I've been trying for a long time to manifest more money in my life. I'm one of those people who usually has enough financially, sometimes a little extra, and sometimes it's pretty tight, but never too far off the mark for very long though it's something that is stressful. Recently, my finances have felt more steady, and I think I'm leveling up to a new norm of financial consistency. But I can feel myself looking into the future at potential costs and feeling that old concern sneaking in of not having enough, even though the future is further out than it used to be. Not sure what that part means, but okay. What are some good ways to keep my energy high around leveling up and keep allowing this influx of money as well as not being concerned about future costs? Love, financially focused fairy. (laughs) Loving these names. I know. 
<clears throat> and Jennifer Hamblin and I also, <laughs> oh, I love you. I love you. Have had parallel journeys. I feel like similarly kind of around money. Like we have our own spirituality in a way. It's really interesting. Not really. It makes total sense actually in a spiritual way. But, but I think both of us, you know, we grew up with moms that were single moms over time and they had to think about money. You know, my mom worked at the post office and Jen's mom was a teacher. And so they could pay their bills and it was comfortable. And, you know, we bought non-brand name groceries, for example, and just kind of heard or felt that, you know, money was a thing to maybe worry about a little bit or maybe be stressed out about a little bit. And so I think we all, we both have had a journey of um, shifting that. And I think we both were actually born knowing that wasn't true. And so not, it wasn't too hard to shift that idea. I don't think, I don't know if you relate to that, Jen, but yeah, people have told me. And I think too, I can see looking back, like, yeah, even if I didn't have money or my life wasn't going very well financially, I somehow had this faith that it was going to work out. Um, But once I started uncovering that other people thought that, and there were books about it and, um, talking about the law of attraction basically and manifesting it helped it feel a lot more real and it validated it for me and so I started believing it even more and being able to manifest even more financial abundance in my life by by not being stressed out about it by not thinking too much about the actual money and more focusing on the abundance of what I want and feeling the feeling of what I want and so anyway, and Jen has been on a similar journey, I believe. And so, yeah, what would you say about that for you, Jen? Do you have the same feeling that we're kind of, we've been kind of parallel on that? Or what do you think? Yeah. Yeah, I do. I, do. I think there's a lot of parallels there. Mm-hmm. And your beliefs around money and abundance and scarcity are... I think the same as mine. Like if you focus on abundance, you're going to receive more money and you're going to feel better. And if you focus on scarcity or lack, you're probably going to lower your vibration and attract more of that as well. Is that how you think of it? Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that there's with me, like, I think that there is, I don't know if I want to bring that into it. I mean, I think that there is some privilege to money and who has access to it. Um, and I think where, when scarcity would start to be the energy that I was coming from around money, I would zoom myself out of thinking that this was my problem and my problem alone and just know the, mm. the other mm-hmm. forms of abundance that could and would take the form of finances if I needed. But that's privilege. That's not everybody's yeah. situation. Yeah, that's true. Um, but that was really helpful <clears throat> for me and, and tying money into one as one component of abundance and just staying in the moment of all of the abundance that I have. And I think that um, financially focused fairy answered her own question in the whole (laughs) first part of it. Okay. Um, Just that even in hindsight, she can recognize that she's always had what she needed. Mm. And sometimes it felt, it felt like it was a little bit more and a little bit less, but Mm -hmm. in the big picture, she's always had what she's, she's needed and that it's the future tripping Mm -hmm. that starts to pull her out of the abundance that is true in the now and the security and the safety and that like the needs that have been needing to be met and the wants around money have 
been there or something that has come to her and that that will continue to be so if that energy can stay in the moment and not yes, future yes. tripping. And if, and when you are future tripping again, sort of law and attract law of attraction, future tripping, <clears throat> not into the doomsday of the scarcity because who knows about the future anyway, right. so just sending energy over in that direction, but future tripping around the abundance that is mm-hmm. going to come and then not getting caught up in the how because we don't know the how of any of it. We don't know. Right. And I feel like people can get that can create a, for me, a, like really create a scarcity mindset of like, mm-hmm. I can say like, I know all will be well, but then if I start to, like, and if I leave it there, energy gets better yeah, immediately. But right. if I start to tell myself it's my obligation and responsibility to figure out how mm-hmm. for the future, mm-hmm. it's a tailspin. Right. Because I don't know. Because it's mm-hmm. the future and nobody knows <clears throat> the future. <laughs> and we're not supposed to know. Right. So your tips for her, she says, what are some good ways to keep my energy high around leveling up and keep allowing it? So it sounds like noticing when she's not in the moment around it or when she's future tipping in a negative way and working on shifting that to something more positive or just being present in the moment. Yeah. And when there, that future tripping happens into a scarcity mindset mm-hmm. okay but counter it with the abundance right great and or you know if you're not able to counter it with the abundance in the moment just do something else to shift your vibration up yep. right and then yeah when you're able to come back in a more positive vibration then focus on it but yeah it's hard to switch from negative to positive sometimes without taking a minute yeah yeah <laughs> going doing something different and having fun And okay, so good ways to keep my energy high. What are your thoughts on, yeah, I don't know, checking her bank account, focusing on the numbers, budgeting, like we have to know how much money we have, right, but not focus on it too much is kind of how I think about it. Like I want to know, but I also want to trust that it's going well. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? So how how do you feel about that part of it? For her, like day to day, should she check it? Should she leave it alone? Should she? How does it make her feel? I mean, yeah, that's a good question. Tap into that. Yeah. Like, if it doesn't feel good, then just don't. Right. I mean, pay your bills on time. Yeah. You know, but if, yeah, if checking it isn't creating a positive vibration, just recognize that. And yeah. like, do you need to be checking it right now? Right. Because if you're going to make that choice <laughs> and you don't have to and it doesn't feel good, it, then that's not that's not helpful. I agree. And I think too, it's like, yeah, if you're not able to focus on positivity and get into a good vibration before you check things, maybe don't, you know, like focus on something else, get happy before you, you check your stuff. And then, yeah. And yeah, I I agree with you. Keep checking in with yourself and if it's compulsive, (laughs) if it's too much, (laughs) you know what I mean? Just notice what you're doing. Be be aware um, and check in with the the frequency it brings when you're doing it to know if you should keep doing it or not. Okay, that was lovely. Financially focused fairy. I think you're going to do 
just fine. It sounds like you've already, I think your vibration is already shifting. It sounds like because you are making more money and you are more steady. And so just reminding yourself of that. And I think bringing in some self-love around it too. And some little congratulations. Yay. I figured out how to shift my vibration and have my finances more steady and doing some parties for yourself like that, I think is going to help keep it coming, you know, keep that abundance flowing, the more confident you feel that your vibration has something to do with it. And it's not just an accident, the more power you have over that manifesting. So good job. Okay, so let's see, I think we have time. I wanted at the end of this podcast to do a little question from a magazine, because that's actually how the idea for this came about is being on cabin weekends with my friends, including Jen, Nefer, Hamblin. And um, we like look at magazines and they have advice columns in them sometimes. And we read the advice and then we answer with our own advice. And it's usually way better or, or way more interesting than, than theirs. So oh, we'll yeah. see. And yeah. how close did we come to what they said? <laughs> it's true. Okay, so I think we're going to go with this lovely column, Modern Manners from Real Simple. And we decided to just flip open a page and read it so we don't know what's going to happen. So please bear with us. Okay, here we go. This is from GB. I've been in a monthly bridge club for years. (laughs) It used to be that the host provided dinner and drinks. This must have been before the pandemic. This magazine is pretty old. Um, wait, let's see. Okay. Used to be that the host provided dinner and drinks, but now it's become more of a potluck. The problem is that the same few people bring the pots. I'll cook an enticing dish and someone else will buy sparkling water. How can we even out the workload? Okay. I think I understand this question is that she's feeling overburdened. So this is sounds a little bit similar to tongue-tied Tina right? Tongue-tied Tina, the lesson we learned (laughs) is you need to use words and say how you feel and make requests for what you want, especially if you're feeling resentful and annoyed. So let's see. So how do they work this out? So who do we talk to? Do we talk to the host or what are your thoughts on who she talks to or he talks to? I'm assuming it's a woman, but... I mean, I think wherever they feel the most comfortable, I think this is an easy solve. You yeah. just say, hey, let's do a rotation. I'm sure. Oh, perfect. And you okay. could even be like super cash. Like, I'm sure y'all are getting sick of my chili. Like, perfect. I'll bring the sparkling water next week. Who wants to bring the main dish right. and the salad? And easy. We've doubled up on hummus three times now. Like, yeah, just, great. You, just bring it up. Like, you're putting, I don't even know what bridges. That's cards. I think so. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like put your cards down and be like, "Hey, I have this thought." Yeah, and just like let's shake it up. Uh huh. Like, and then you just, and then you just do. And then the sparkling water person is like, "Oh, I make mean enchiladas," and it's like, "Great, next week we're having enchiladas." It's no big deal. And do we do this at the bridge thing or is there like a text chain they have or something or how do how are they communicating? I would say for them to just do it in person because I think it sounds like some good practice. I agree. I agree with that. Some good practice for them. And I think that that human exchange will just be good for them and it'll allow just conversation in the moment. Um, Mm -hmm. Whereas a text, I just feel like they're going to be on that text forever. It's like, who said they're bringing a salad? It's like, just 
Let's just talk about it. Right. Because if they're doing bridge, I'm think it just, I have this picture in my mind that are, they're sitting around a table. Right. Yeah. And that's a lovely place to have a conversation. Why don't people talk about things? Then? <laughs> I, <don't know. laughs> I mean, you know, it's something I work on all the time too. And I've gotten a lot better at, um, because in my family growing up, sometimes we didn't talk about things and it was super uncomfortable. And so now, like, I feel like I have to, or it just drives me crazy. But there, a lot of people don't, you know, a lot of people all the time don't talk about things that need to be talked about. And that once the air is cleared, it's like, how many other people in that room are like, Joe gets away with bringing this damn right? generic brand sparkling <laughs> water every single time. I had to run to the store for more cheese for this right? thing. Like, mm-hmm. But then you just like bring it up and then all of a sudden the air is clear. Everybody's like, and then what if Joe is like, I actually am really insecure about my cooking. Completely. And so can I just keep bringing sparkling water? I bet you'll be like, yeah, because now you understand where it's coming from. Oh, it's so good. And I would, you know, I'm glad I'm not at this bridge table or maybe not. (laughs) I would just be talking. I would just be continuing to ask questions about their feelings and deepening that conversation. It would be so fun. Right. Yeah. 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 (laughs) And you would too, right? Do you think or no? I wouldn't have to if you were there, because you would. <laughs> but I would be listening and super intrigued. Because <laughs> it's so fun to hear. Yeah. And that's part of why I like this podcast, because it's so fun to hear about people and their questions and their issues that aren't even issues or problems that aren't really even problems. They're just fun learning opportunities, because that's what life is, is a learning opportunity that's super fun and awesome and just here to help us raise our consciousness and come back to the vibration of love as frequently as we can. So I appreciate you so much, my best friend in the whole wide world. I am so, so grateful for you. Thank you for coming. I kind of wish we had more of that falling down laughing stuff that we had on the blooper. <laughs> I know, we seem so serious. <laughs> like we could not even keep it together, you guys. Mm-hmm. But yeah, anyway, this was really lovely and I appreciate you so much. And if you ever want more clients, you know, you can easily get them because you're really good at your job but I know that you're doing a different job right now. So the world is lucky to have you in all of your capacities. I love you so much. This was so so fun. Okay. Thank you. Have a lovely day. We'll talk soon. Bye. Thank you for listening. And if you have a question, go to shanaolmstead.com. 